I dropped by Dr. Jensen's office after seeing Summer out, only to find it empty, which was actually a relief. Let's face it, I was on hotness overload. Sitting through a meeting that contained both Eric and Dylan and their collective hotness had taken much more out of me than one would imagine. Plus, I still found it difficult to act normal around Eric, and by normal, I'm referring to the manner in which I'm able to communicate with him, without wondering if everything he says and does is suggestive or not, and since I can't really tell when he's flirting or just being humorous, I end up overanalyzing every moment I spend in his presence, and then I wonder if I'm missing out, because the man really is a genius." Add in the complete and utter shock of seeing Dylan, and I was as useless as a screen door on a submarine. Perception is everything. That's a term I'd heard a lot since coming to Mission Clinic. To the analytical mind, perception is consciousness. How we perceive others is a reflection of how we perceive ourselves and all that. We see our own flaws reflected back to us and other people. It should make for a better understanding of the human condition, an insight into the souls and motivations of the masses coexisting in the universe, but it doesn't. At least it doesn't to me. If I'm perceiving my own flaws in others, I should have a fundamental understanding of them. But since I don't understand my own flaws, doesn't that make me as clueless about the flaws I see reflected in others? How could I possibly help someone if I can't help myself? That's the ultimate question now, isn't it? Not two days after meeting Summer and discovering my Dylan and her Dylan were the same person, I come to find out his company, Thomas Structures Incorporated, has just been hired by AJ to perform the renovation project that had been sitting on the books for years. Funding finally came through or some other random act of fate that meant I got to see Dylan on a regular sort of basis. That should have been good news. For someone with a modicum of confidence, this would have been great news. For me, it was just another obstacle on my road of avoidance. Avoidance does wonders for the overthinkers of the world. I found that in addition to being a master overthinker, I was a master avoider. I could easily out-avoid anyone in the avoiding business. To date, I successfully managed to avoid grief, a potential relationship, crushing on a coworker, and an estranged lover, like a boss. Okay, so maybe avoidance was not the best medicine. The compartmentalization of all the things I was avidly avoiding in my life was beginning to pile up in my mind, like a storage space filled with too many boxes. Boxes full of sharp, jagged edges with caution do not open written across them. What I really needed was a therapist or a junk collector, but a therapist would do in a pinch. Aston was not only too happy to play doctor for me, and not in that shady we played doctor kind of way. It was it was a windy afternoon in mid-July when I invited him over under the guise of pizza, beer, and letting him watch the game on my sizable flat screen. But two seconds into the sad hollow of my apartment, and he was eyeballing me like I was holding back the secret to curing cancer. Isn't that obvious? He grinned over at me while popping open a corona and rummaging through my cabinets. By that, you mean the huge gray cloud hanging over your head? I rolled my eyes and slouched into the lumpy cushions of the cream sectional that came with the place. Yes, that. So spill it. What's up with you? I sighed heavily, settling even farther into the comfort of the couch. Maybe I could just disappear between the cushions and all my problems would go away. I hadn't really spent much time in the living room since Gemma passed, and I'd almost forgotten how comfortable it was. Just another reminder that time was running out for me to find a roommate, lest I be issued a random stranger at the end of August. But first things first. 
I puffed out my cheeks and took a swig of beer before starting. I slept with a random hottie I met in a bar the night I found out Gemma died. That alone had Aston's eyebrows gunning for his hairline. Well, it turns out his name is Dylan Thomas, and he happens to be the older, hotter brother to Summer Thomas, my 16-year-old patient. You're serious? He deadpanned, sitting up and setting his beer down on the chipped coffee table in front of the couch. You slept with your patient's brother? Does he remember you? Yes, I slept with him, but it happened before she was my patient, about six or so months ago. It had been five months, one week, and three days in all actuality, but there was no way I was going to share that tidbit with Aston. I'm almost completely positive he remembers me, not that we've spoken more than two words to each other. Oh, and he's also the contractor AJ hired to renovate Mission. You're joking, right? Sadly, no, I grumbled. Fate hates me.